everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malafide, chapters 10.1 and 10.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how fucking annoying the wild hunt is and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there'll be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. I also have to say I'm really glad that you pronounced Malafide because I would have been saying that wrong again. <laughs> so I mean, it could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're probably saying it right. Because it sounds law-y. Well, let me, let me double check. Okay. Ben, you know Bonafide? <laughs> he, okay, so Bonafides is how you would say it in Latin. It's how you're supposed to say it in English. Cool. So it's Malafide. No one does. Yeah. Malafide. Cool. Okay. Cool. Good okay, you heard no, it here from those. my fiance who took Latin and is often annoyed with lawyers and how they pronounce things. But I was right. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know. Sweet. Um <laughs> We also want to remind you guys before we get started, um, we have a fan art contest going on right now um, that uh, the theme is redemption. So please get all your artsy brains going um, and please uh, submit something by Friday, July 22nd. You can send it to um, our email, um, which I'm, which, which email are we having people send it to? (laughs) I think it might be. <clears throat> okay don't quote me on this i think it might be fan art at doofmedia.com um there's a post on there the doof go. website i've posted it on reddit and uh that was a good reddit I post, repost job, things Leo. thank you <laughs> i like it <laughs> i'm learning okay yeah well, cool um so yeah get get all your artsy stuff in by friday july 22nd and you might win some money Woo! jinx I don't know if it counts to say woo as a jinx, but anyway. Sure. All right. So it's a new arc. What? What? Yay. What it's is weird having two huh? digits. Like it's a double digit. You know how you, when you turn 10 and you're like, wow, double digits? Like, Yeah, so I digits. do remember that. I was pretty excited. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I know the next time will be third digits, uh, three digits. and That's not a guarantee. So yeah. getting the second digit's pretty important. Um, yeah. he, Pale might make it, but Pale didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so what does Malafide mean? So Malafide is Latin and it means bad faith. Um, like bona fide or bona fide is like good faith. So this is the opposite of that. Hmm. <laughs> um so like good faith is a important standard in law um it's it's kind of sprinkled throughout contracts and various like areas of law and the idea is that you know acting in good faith can help you out with a lot of stuff like sometimes if you bought if you're what's called a oh crap i want to say bona fide purchaser bf yeah, bona fide purchaser or bona fide purchaser. Um, like you bought land and you didn't know that it was like 
a fraudulent deed or whatever like basically like you bought something and you didn't realize it was stolen or whatever um Mm -hmm. you can often have a, a better claim for that because we like we're like oh well they weren't acting with bad faith um they were acting with good faith and we should you know not not screw them over basically yeah um even though you're sort of screwing over the person who thing got stolen but yeah um (laughs) so good faith is really important um and yeah so conversely bad faith um it's kind of like acting with the intent to deceive someone um Another definition I saw was intentional or malicious refusal to perform some duty or contractual obligation. Um, So like being a dick can make it so we don't help you out Um, and possibly sometimes impose punishments in the legal system. Um, and it just makes me think of Rose, and I'm just she's kind of being a da- an asshole right now. Oh my god, she's the worst. <gasps> it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Oh, uh, man. This kind of, I, mean, I don't know why, but like, just remind, I just saw um, season three of the Umbrella Academy. If you watch that show, mm-hmm. Malia. I've watched random episodes of season one with you and that's it. That's right. Okay. Well, I won't spoil anything except um, one of the characters who I've liked a lot. Um, they've kind of like turned into a bit more of an asshole. Not to no. say that. Not to say that they don't have reasons for certain things, for sure, but, like, um, one thing in... I'm trying to be very vague. One thing in particular is, like, inexcusable. <laughs> um, mm. But, yeah, so which is a real bummer, because I'm like, oh, man, I really... Um, I mean, you know, they weren't perfect before, but I really liked them. And now, like, <laughs> they kind of made them in, like, they're, they're kind of being a dick. Um anyway yeah this is this is exactly how i feel about rose like i really liked rose mm-hmm. and she there are reasons for why rose is like somewhat of a dick but she's mm-hmm. also like racist <laughs> uh. <laughs> against others you know and it's just like this is a lot and i'm upset hmm. yeah i mean I all right well, a, well we'll get into it anyway. more yes <laughs> um okay i I went a little bit lazier on the summary this time, but I mean, yeah, it seems pretty thorough. I don't know. Okay, I I felt I pro- I'm just I'm kind of low energy because like uh, I'm yeah, kind of sick. I'm sick and I'm on call, so hopefully I don't get a call. Otherwise, it's gonna be a really short episode. So, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've been called in the past two days, so I'm hoping I won't get called today. Um, oh, so I probably just it feels like I was taking more effort than it normally does and i was just Mm. being like so anyway um here's my summary chapter summaries as a throwback you know uh blake talks to rose and his old friends rose is convinced that he's deceiving them and throws him out of the house blake runs into some non-friendly fey but then meets some more pleasant others later they help him to find mags (laughs) he meets up with her and they end up going to see molly what did you think of these Molly! Hi, I, hi, I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about Molly. Like, this is like some people so, who I, I feel like the only time I've heard someone like be that enthusiastic about Molly is when they're not talking about the person, but when they're talking about the substance. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead, Molly. What did you think of these chapters here? Um, this in the moment 
at the end of this two set, this set of chapters, it felt like I think it was the hardest it's ever been for me to not like click next chapter, um, which is kind of <laughs> intense because like arc nine happened, right? Like and like you know Blake died or whatever. Like a lot of things have happened and a lot of like cliffhangers have happened. But this one, I've been obsessed with Molly for so long, <laughs> <laughs> and she could talk. Um, so yeah, that was exciting. I'm gonna expect um, a bold and specific prediction out of this, and I mean, wait to the end if you can. <laughs> we'll drop it, but like, I'm like, you better fucking have a bold and specific prediction <laughs> for that shit, Molly. Um, yeah, so that was really exciting. Um, but the the first chapter is so sad and awful, and I hate it, and I'm torn into tiny little pieces of sadness. <sighs> like poor Blake. I know. I know. He's got a rough. Ugh, he just has a rough Rose. life. I know. <sighs> so Blake talks to Rose and his friends or former friends, um, telling <laughs> them <laughs> who he is. Uh, Rose is very suspicious and hostile, and ends up throwing him out of the property. So first, like Evan. Evan is so good. <laughs> He's like the light. He's like the little, the little light in this whole like thing. Yeah, and it's just, it's yeah. Thinking about it, it's interesting story wise that Evan is still the like most trusting. Um, like he's known Evan for like he knew Evan for what like a week and a half or two. Um, and I guess technically he didn't really know his friends. It's all just like complicated and weird, and I it's hard. But they, Evan, it's, it's, it speaks to their, the fact that Evan was the right choice um, for Blake, that this is just so good and they're so good. And I love him so much. Um, Like he was like, he has sparrows like me. And I was like, ah! (laughs) and then instead of I'm not crying, you're crying. I wrote, I'm crying. You're crying. Oh, because Evan. Um, yeah, and just throughout this chapter, Evan is, yeah. I mean, just imagine this bit without Evan. Like, Blake would have nothing. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it, like knowing that Evan is dying and is like being held there and isn't allowed to like you know be with Blake. So like that's all really hard. But it's still like okay, one person here is willing to, or like things are kind of the same with one person. You know, like this kid thinks I'm the shit. This kid thinks, I don't know. I just, uh, it's awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess I, I'm not sure how to approach this. I feel like I, I want to kind of go through the people and then we'll talk about Rose. Sure. Um. So Alexis. Um. Mm-hmm. Sorry to everyone who's Alexis. I just activated because I saw it flash blue from the other side of the room. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Oh, Alexa. Got it. <laughs> um. But she doesn't know Blake. She doesn't really trust Blake. She sees that the tattoos look like her work, but she doesn't tattoo people's faces. Um, And just, yeah, she has like a complete, she almost has like a non-reaction to him. Like she like pities him. She really wants to care for him, but she's like fighting that. Um, And it's frustrating because she like, she doesn't know why she trusts rose um and i i want this conversation to help them 
to help Alexis like reflect and think like, okay, maybe it's because of that guy who said all these things about how we were friends. Um, yeah. And, but I, I have no idea. I'm just hoping it seems like this conversation should have repercussions within Hills Glade house is what I'm hoping. So we'll see. Um, one thing that was weird is that Alexis is talking about being at the homeless shelter and hitting Carl with a chair. Yeah. And she's like, that wasn't like me. And I'm ashamed that I did that kind of. And like, did that even happen? Is that a fabricated memory of her and Blake together that was altered when Blake's connections got erased? Um, Is that like, did that actually happen? What is actually real? And like, I'm also unclear as to whether this matters and whether Wildbo will tell us. Um, Because I feel like there's some stories where the like supernatural elements in the story that are happening, um, like the specifics and details of how everything works, like doesn't really matter. Um, It's not the point. Um, And so not fully understanding stuff, like whatever. Uh And there's other stories where like things do kind of hinge on mechanics. Um, And I, in my brain, Wild Bo's a little bit more of the second one, but, and like, that's, I think why I'm so eager for like a Rose interlude or something, because I just really want like an explanation of how the fuck is this possible and what exactly is real. Um, But then it's also like, Blake's not real, quote unquote, but he is real and he did have this effect and he does have this effect and he is having this effect. So maybe it doesn't really matter. Um, And I don't know. Yeah, neutral response. <laughs> okay. Um, so then I guess we'll talk about Ty. Um, Ty Ty literally is like, I believe you, bro. And then he's like, but uh, nah. there's shit going on. And I mean, I guess like, so to be fully fair to everything, like there's Sari and Coronamancers and really powerful practitioners and like all this shit or whatever. And creating an entity and sending them into a house to be like, like, I actually know all of you and none of you remember me, but I promise you have to trust me. Like, yeah, that sounds sus. Um, and they could make something that thinks that it's telling the truth. Um, probably. Um, mm-hmm. Like Blake, who thought he was alive. <laughs> so that's all. Like, it's like, I, I kind of get, I get their suspicion, even if it's painful. Yeah. And I get, um, I can kind of get how Ty can say, I believe you, but we can't trust you. Because I think that means, like, I believe that you're telling the truth, but, like, maybe you don't even know what the truth is, kind of a thing. Um, But, yeah, that was sad. And then there's Tiffany. Yeah. (laughs) Who, like, isn't mentioned until she speaks up halfway through this section and is like, hi, why do I exist? And it's like, I don't know, Tiffany. (laughs) Like, why am I here? You're here because you made a stupid decision. (laughs) because Blake's hot and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um it was also like it was I mean it's funny that because she doesn't remember him he can just I mean the whole you're my first real friend that I actually made is really cute and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um part of me's like what is Maggie though but I guess he wasn't necessarily friends with Maggie at it's fine. Um but yeah like, like that was Yeah. Um and like you know she killed Molly or whatever so that was awkward. Yeah. Um, and, and so I I think the way that he talked about that was really sweet. Um, but he was also just like, 
he says to Ty, like, I didn't love you like I loved Alexis, but I loved you like a friend. And I'm like, wow, way to just, like, come out there and say it, like, <laughs> to everyone in this room. And, like, yeah, that could mean, like, you know, you're so close to me, Alexis, you're, like, family, like, blah, blah, blah. But just, like, I'm so glad Tiffany doesn't remember anything because being, like, I love Alexis. And, oh, Tiffany, I guess you exist. Like, damn. <laughs> oh, it's so harsh. Um, Sometimes I wonder if Wildbo why he included Tiff um, and if he's like oh fuck what do I do with this character like the whole time now because um, Alexis and Ty seem to have natural a natural place kind of I mean Alexis is the like you know the love interest and the like old friend and really trust like you know and, and Ty has the connection with Evan and you know it's just another person that works well with Blake and I feel like sometimes Tiff just sort of gets shoved into scenes to be like, oh, yeah, she exists. And I'm really hoping that she gets an interesting and cool arc because it seemed like she felt a lot more like developed and interesting. And like there was an interesting story with her um, in the beginning in Toronto, like arc four or whatever, than now. Um, so I'm hopeful that there's going to be some not horrifyingly tragic way to make Tiff relevant. Sure. I guess... Like, if you think about it, I mean, yeah, she kind of made a, a poor decision, like, a, awakening, because Blake's hot, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I think, like, Ty and Alexis, they already had ties with, you know, it makes sense they have ties with Rose. And, like, Tiffany, obviously, was, like, did not have anything. So she is automatically more of an outsider. So I feel like it makes sense that she seems out of place and kind of like she's shoved in there a bit because in a sense Mm -hmm. she is because she, I mean, she's even kind of like, yeah, why am I, (laughs) I I mean, I feel like you wouldn't say that unless you kind of already were thinking that realize that you were, yeah, that you didn't really belong. Right. Right. So she probably already feels like that. (laughs) So um, I don't necessarily um, see it as like a mistake or, I mean, it makes sense to me with the writing. Sure. Yes. Sure. Um, yeah. I guess I'm. I'm curious to see what happens with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess we'll talk about Rose. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she. Yeah. I wrote. He's immediately sniping at Rose. I love it. Lol. And she's being so fucking obnoxious here. Um, and it. It's like I wonder how much of this is like conquest. And how much of this is, like, shitty Rose who doesn't remember, the ex- like, what it was like to be another. Um, mm-hmm. Because ugh, she's just, like, constantly dehumanizing Blake and, like, dismissing him and, like, being shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's being shitty. Yeah. And, oh my god, and then at one point... Uh, Blake says something that she said was damning and she's like then I'll be damned because the alternative is worse and I'm like Rose <laughs> Rose <laughs> Rose what are you what the fuck are you talking about literally <laughs> literally what are you saying literally like you know how bad demons are like <laughs> like there's what's, there's nothing worse what, what like like the alternative is like you lose the lord claim or whatever like why are you even doing this like you're the reason that you are all in trouble like if you would all come back here 
and you had just been like, lol, okay, you guys can figure out who's Lord. I'm going to sit over here. Like, nothing would be, like, everything would be fine. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad when Malia gets so upset she goes into a coughing fit. Oh, I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, so, and then Ty was like, how about you trust us? Rose has a plan. Like, can you trust that it's a good one if you're her, like, mirror whatever? (laughs) And that made me laugh really hard because, like, Blake has never had a good plan in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's harsh, Malia. That's harsh. I mean, okay, so catching the hyena worked. That was pretty good. Um, I don't know that it was, like, you know, like... He is not on the level of Verona, even a little bit, right? Like, that's unthinkable. But he's not on the level of just, like, I don't even know. Like, his plans are, oh, fuck, I have to figure something out or I'm going to die. <laughs> like, and most of the time, he, I mean, he figures it out, though, right? Right. Well, the time he had the most time to really make a plan was the time that all of his connections got erased and he fell into the trains. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> uh, and then Blake's like, Evan, let's be friends. And Rose is like, meh, Evan's impressionable. And he's like, Evan's stronger than that. And like, Evan's too trusting. I'm not that stupid. He's not stupid at all. Like, just, uh, Blake is so good. And Evan is also good. And I feel bad. Um, And yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously we all know Rose is being shitty. Um, mm-hmm. do you have to say, just as a reminder, like, and to be devil's advocate, which is never a good start, but like her main, and I mean, I get and most of this is her fault anyway, but still, um, <laughs> most of like the others she has seen besides like Evan, obviously, um, mm-hmm. but that she is like, um, some interacted with or whatever interacted with have been like pretty dangerous and shitty so um seeing a boogeyman who is not known for being a nice cuddly type of other um that's probably not helping her to be like yeah let's invite this creepy looking abyssal like fucking thing into my house Yeah, although I do feel like if she's thinking, you know, someone went to all the effort of making this thing to come, like, fuck me over, like, just sending it out, like, casting it out and being like, go get up to some crazy shit while I'm not able to watch you seems wild, but I don't know. But it's not in your, like, sanctuary, though, you know? I guess. Because I'm like, Um, on one hand you could keep this thing around you or could potentially spy and like right. report back on what you're doing. Um, yeah. Even if it doesn't mean to, you know, or you could right. just be like, if it's going to fuck shit up, it can't fuck well, shit why? up. <laughs> uh, she sucks. Um, yeah. It's just funny. Cause I feel like I used to be the like, think about what Rose is experiencing and now I'm the like fuck Rose and you're like think about what Rose is experiencing oh no I mean still fuck Rose but still I mean I just figured you do you know it 
You have to think about that a little bit. Right. No, yeah, it's, it is more complicated, and they do have valid reasons to not trust him. But it sucks. And she sucks. But she's being kind of a, bit, a bitch about it. Yeah, she's being like a huge asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so, so then he tells them about Orr and probably how to beat him. And this is interesting because my thing was like, if he tells someone that I think they're going to deal with it and whatever. But like, I don't trust Rose to do anything about it. Um, though I could see something where she goes and sees the floor and the story he's made as being somehow impactful. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, cause I, I was kind of like, Oh, if he tells someone about Warren, how to beat him, like, that's great because then someone will probably do it. But I was kind of, I guess I was thinking like the Knights or like Diana or just, you know, like someone else. Um, I don't really trust Rose to give a fuck. Yeah, um, like literally anyone else. <laughs> yeah, like hopefully he tells. He should just be like, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, just at the end of every conversation. By the way. By the way. This is how you do it. Somebody do it. Somebody figure it out. Get a ton of art. Get a bunch of, <sighs> get some paint and some <laughs> colorful shit and just go to town. Just have fun. Um, ugh. but yeah. So then Rose is like lullaby, and he's forced out of the house. And Blake's like, "Could I? Like, I could have done that." And I'm like, "I don't know if you could have done that, Blake, because you were never the voice. Like, Rose always had to do everything. <laughs> like, I don't think you could have done that." Yeah. Um, he could have asked so Rose. Well, I, I guess like in terms of him kicking Rose out. Sure. Well, yeah. It's like, what did he have to kick yeah. out? Like nothing other than Rose. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's interesting to me that, yeah, he can kind of go around the town, um, cause he was like, Rose was limited to like places where I had been. Um, but he seems to be able to go, I mean, at least like kind of all throughout Jacob's Bell. It's not totally clear. I mean, he's um, kind of already been throughout Jacob's Bell though, if you think about it. Right. And that that's why I'm like, not entirely clear as to like, was Rose lying or is Blake able to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's because he went back to his apartment for him, too. right? Um, but like, could he have just like gone all around to places he hasn't been to, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, he could go to the the Duchamp house, which is interesting to think about. Where else has he been? <laughs> yeah, and has he been to see Mol- Molly before? Although we'll get there, but Molly, no, he hadn't been, but. I think Maggie took him, so... With a mirror. Counts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not a lot of mirrors out there normally, I guess. Maybe there's, like, a pond or something. Puddle. A puddle. Just depends on when it rains. Or yeah. who's crying around there. Like, a lot of crying. So much crying. <laughs> or maybe a goblin peed. Although you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be a reflection in goblin pee. Yeah, probably not. I feel like that would just be gross. Yeah. Um, so then he, he decides he has some goals or some priorities. The first one is to find Maggie and then he needs to get a real body. And then he wants to get information on stuff. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to get a body? Like, what are you talking about? Determination. Like, how are you going to get into it? I just, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. I got him. Like get someone to make a, like a mannequin 
and it's not a mannequin, like, but know, something with movable joints and all that that's just made of, like, a giant mirror. Ooh. Hmm. So he couldn't move it? <laughs> I mean, maybe he could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like a, like a, like a magic robot thing with a mirror on the face. Yeah. Like, Something. think of, yeah. Yeah. Can you okay. imagine Blake as, I mean, this is worm spoiler, but like as mannequin? Like if there's a mannequin <laughs> but made of mirrors. Uh, and would <laughs> be creepy. That'd be creepy. Like a boogeyman mannequin. He like basically is a boogeyman. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he looks less like, I mean, he doesn't look human. <laughs> I mean, I think it's safe to say they both don't look superhuman right now. Yeah. Um, I think I'm thinking more like mannequin is like at least if I'm remembering correctly, it's not like he's like corroded or like um has pieces <laughs> missing or anything like that, right? Mm. Or like Blake. Yeah. That sounds right. Right. You know? So like that'd be extra creepy though. Totally. When I first said mannequin, I was thinking of literally like a store mannequin or something with moving yeah, toys. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> but if it's actual mannequin. But if it's mannequin. Like, ooh, <laughs> creepy, creepy. <laughs> yeah. The um, Speaking of parahumans in these stories, the the shout out or whatever to the birdcage. Um, yeah. And the fact that parahumans is a TV show in Love the other it. verse was the first like one of those references I've definitely got. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I don't know, I freaked out. And then I was like, I want a birdcage puzzle. <laughs> like, really God damn it, Wild Bo. Like, you need to sell out. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, well, maybe, maybe just a little bit. Just like a little bit of mild selling out so we can get the merch, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. I want to buy that. I want to buy it all. But like, I mean, if I have to pick between that and getting more stories, I'll get more stories. I like sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, after Blake is yeeted out of the house, <laughs> um, he is approached by some of the Fae. And he manages Yay. to escape, basically, by being really blunt and yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they suck so bad. Um, fairy are creepy and gross. Um like, yeah, just the whole, like, they can get into the mirror, and they're, like, you know, playing off of each other, and then there's, like, an iron thread that can cut through him, and they're gonna expose his nerves, and blah blah blah, like, speaking of parahumans, anyway. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're gonna do all this shit, and then, like, I mean, just, I would be so fucked all the time, and Blake's able to, like, come up with shit, and get out of situations, um, like just by being like that's stupid you're stupid <laughs> like, <laughs> and it like, just sort of works starting him on kind of he's like yeah it's, yeah. <laughs> it's um it's it's like they're both scarier than they were before and less scary because we've seen what like patrick did Patrick, whatever and um <laughs> we've yeah, like, we know more about, like, their capabilities, but we also are just, like, like, the fact that you can just kind of be, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and they'll leave for now is interesting, although, um, this does not bode well for future interactions. 
I just want to read out this little paragraph thing of him, like, you know, after he says that's the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard of, just because, like, it, I just... I just like it. So he's like, nerves don't work that way. They work by ion channels or something like that. And music of moans and groans, the only way you'd make that work in the slightest is if you caked it full of glamour. That's not beautiful. It sounds like a five-year-old getting into her mom's makeup kit for the first time. Oh, burn! <laughs> yeah, that's like pretty funny. <laughs> it's uh, It was good. It was they very good. A little bit and... Yeah. yeah, it's like, ouch. Yeah, this is a nice, like, like it's still like, oh, you're fucked, Blake, and you're outside of the house and you're not safe. But at least there was a small little victory for Blake at the end of this chapter. <laughs> uh. All right. So anyway, next <laughs> chapter, Blake is uh, hanging out, trying to hang out by the school um, to find Maggie. Um, and he ends up meeting a couple others um, that tried to trick him, trick him previously, um, <laughs> but they're much nicer now, and uh, they end up helping him to find Mags. Yeah, um, this part was fun and weird. Um, like we're at the school, and we can see that there's like diagrams and different things around it. There's guards, right? So presumably the old fairy is from the Duchamps, and the Zeitgeist police car thing is the behames um so that's fun um but then also there's just like more others around um and it's not entirely clear like are all of these you know summoned are a bunch of them um like rogue agents or whatever like who've come to town because they can tell that like shit's gonna go down or whatever um like this um woman with the black fur jacket and cat eyes who they're like maybe she's like what does he call it a something of oh a harbinger of bast or a lamia which no idea what that is or he's like or demon spawn i was like whoa she didn't seem like that intense but okay um but yeah so there's just these and it's like is she just here for fun or is she like working for the duchamps or whatever right or johannes or whatever like it's not fully clear um to me but things are ramping up and that's fun. <laughs> um, I didn't understand that the pizza delivery guy was trying to talk to Blake. Um, similarly to Blake, not understanding it. Part of it was he wasn't looking at him cause he wasn't sure if it was safe to look at him, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, but at one point he says like powerful, smart or willing to play by the rules. Like you have to pick two. Um, or be prepared to have a very short existence. Um, and this reminds me of like, you know, law school, they'll say like, you can sleep or have friends or do well in school and you can pick two of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is sort of the inverse of like, you have to be at least two of these. Um, and this reminds me of Rose, right? Because, or you can only have two of these, right? Um, like Rose, I think is powerful. I think she might be smart, but she's, like, not willing to play by the rules. I mean, I guess powerful and smart is enough to not die. But it just, it just, this just feels like Rose is making bad decisions, I guess. Um, It reminded me of her. Um, Mm -hmm. Learning what a revenant is is fun. I 
I don't remember meeting any revenants in Pale, um, though there's a definite possibility that we have. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it seems like he is someone who has died, but just refused to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of more what we think of as ghosts in, I think, like non-otherverse context, except he's still in his body. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand. Um, whereas, you know, like echoes are just like remnants of really strong emotions and various things. They're not usually souls. Um, but this guy is, um, and it's not fully clear. Like, Blake was like a lot of revenants have like a mission, like they have a reason for staying, but this guy just like, was like, no, like it was like a a mistake in the universe kind of, Uh um, and that's interesting. His whole shtick with always being like soft-spoken and mild-bannered is interesting as well um, because it seems like that's part of his nature or something. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of nice that he is friends with this hat lady um, who we saw in Arc 2. Well, and Arc 1. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. That's sort of fun that he... I mean, he, I mean, also sad. He's just like really lonely. Um, and doesn't have anyone else. And so he found this boogeyman to kind of help care for and be social with, um, which, yeah, is both kind of heartwarming and sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure I said, like, I don't think the drain still has a hold on Blake and like, apparently I'm wrong, um, which is bad. (laughs) Um, but I'm, I'm still not sure like what the drains are and like, from what I understand, boogeymen are abyssal um and so is the drains like kind of part of the abyss or something because blake was described as having abyssal influences when um jeremy's during that fawn or whoever it was yeah like sniffed him yeah (laughs) um and yeah he asked if he came from a forest because hat woman came from a forest and i was like a forest like what's going on what are these places um uh yeah um we're setting up these tensions in terms of blake's longevity he's falling apart um the drains might pull him back um it's just like dangerous to be him in general (laughs) um and so that's kind of an interesting tension that Wildbo's putting into the story um like it's it seems like blake's goal is help his friends um and beyond that i'm not sure exactly what he wants um yeah he wants to get a body <clears throat> well yeah um i'm thinking about other things other threads in this story and like it seems like seeing mags and paggy showdown is something that feels like it needs to happen. Um, Mm, Okay. But it also feels like that's possibly beyond the realms of this lordship competition, which feels like the big thing. That said, maybe we're going to do the lordship thing and then we're going to transition to like kind of dealing with Toronto again, maybe dealing with Ur, maybe dealing with Paggy, like dealing with Mags's fire, darkness, blood things. Um, I don't really know. Um, I feel like I'm sort of rambling. That's cool. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can ramble. Yeah. We can yeah. ramble. We can <laughs> do what 
whatever we want within Yay. reason. Within <laughs> reason. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was for, but it's our podcast. So I can do what I want. What? Uh, yeah, it's 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 now like forty five minutes into recording that I'm starting to wonder like. Do I still have COVID brain? Because my brain's just sort of. It's cool. But. You got the COVID brain. I've got the baby brain. (laughs) Which one's worse? Probably baby. (laughs) Although your baby's. I see how it is. uh, Nine. (laughs) She's nine months now. Months. But that baby brain lasts for a couple years. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that feels worse. Yeah. I'm supposed to be Uh, a functioning adult. I'm supposed to take care of a baby, but yet I get a baby brain, like baby brain. That's that's not even fair. It's rude. And my eyesight sucks more, which yeah, is that sucks. not fair. Yeah. I never thought that was going to be an issue. <laughs> I was shocked. That was an unpleasant surprise. I mean, I would have had babies anyway, Aww. but like, I was just one day I could see totally fine. The next day I kept feeling like I had something in my eyes because my vision like wouldn't clear. No. And I was like, man, oh what's up God. with this? I kept rubbing my eyes. And like the next couple, like, I was just like, man, what's going on? This is driving me nuts. And then final, it was real close to the end of the pregnancy. And though when I had Miko and I finally was like, shoot, I'm just going to go to an optometrist, I guess. I don't know. And then <laughs> so slightly nearsighted um, where I had better than 2020 before. And she was like, yep, yeah. that happens sometimes when you get pregnant. But Real kicker. She's like, most of the time, that's temporary. Not for me. <gasps> I mean, she didn't say that, but obviously mine hasn't gone back. It so. hasn't gone back? Nope. Ain't temporary for me. And I guess mom had that, too. Really? Yeah. She said that that's when her vision got worse is after she had babies. And she's like, yeah, I never told you that. And I was like, no. <laughs> you neglected to mention that, mother. <laughs> but Yeah. So. Part of me is afraid of that, but also my eyes suck so bad anyway that it'll just be like a different prescription. <laughs> Like, it won't be like, yeah. I'm still, like, uh, kind of refusing to wear glasses most of the time. Unless I'm, like, you know, it's, I need to for, well, I don't need to for driving. It's just hard to see certain signs from kind of far. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's yeah, still like, it, yeah, everything it pretty is. much fine. Yeah. It's just hard to read certain signs. So I try to wear some glasses while I'm driving. Um, but hmm. I don't really need to see things. Like, well, I can see things pretty well. <laughs> I do need to see things, but I can see most things pretty well. <laughs> right. Um, I just am spoiled. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. See, there's a tangent, Malia. <laughs> Woo! I matched your you tangent it. with my tangent. What? what? <laughs> uh, well, to get back on track and possibly do another ramble, um, he tells them that he killed Laird. It's funny that, like, the hat lady, like, didn't really care about the conversation until he was like i've killed and she was like "Ooh, spill like (laughs) (laughs) that was fun um and it's just like he's like oh i yeah i killed laird and they're like oh that was you and i'm just kind of like what do people think happened right because i was like maybe they think rose killed him like i just what do people think happened to laird (sighs) they probably i don't know Scott. He just sort of died. He, he just kind of started died. bleeding out of his neck and died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a rough way to um, go. Just spontaneous, like, I don't know, carotid hemorrhage or wherever the fuck he 
got cut up. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then, but so we learn about these others who are kind of alone and trying to survive or whatever, and they need power, and they also can't, like, fuck with the powers that be too much. So they're also not sworn to the seal, because, like, what are judges even fucking doing anyway? Like, nothing, apparently. Because, <laughs> like, so presumably Jacob's Bell is under the domain of the judges currently. Possibly even, like, the judges that we know. And none of them were like, hey, you, seal. <laughs> like, goddammit. Like, <sighs> um, I feel like the concept of things not sworn to the seal has come up a lot more often and definitely a lot more often than I thought it would impact. Um, it seems important. Um, but yeah, so they need to get power, which they do from like making people notice them and making people like kind of wonder about them 10 years from now and how scary they are, um, or by murdering people. Um, and they also need to, I mean, the boogeymen in particular, Blake and hat lady need to, serve the place they came from so that it doesn't take them back um and that sucks a lot um and it it made me wonder like what would the kenneteers do with this sort of situation um because they managed to take a lot of things and make them better um and yeah i don't know a lot of this shit is hard basically yeah that's true yeah um and so then in repayment for um help like talking to him about stuff or whatever, he's like, by the way, you know that house with a demon in it? Um, the demon might not be in it for long. So maybe stay away from it. And he's like, Oh, okay, man. Yeah, I get it. You want to kill him yourself, like that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, that's not what he just said, but okay. That's <laughs> uh, that's nice um, trying to be, you know, trying to be like you know, have boogeymen or other etiquette, you know? I just, <laughs> it's like, that's not what he was saying, but okay. <laughs> um, it's dark that he's like, I like to think if I had to kill Rose, I would just kill Rose. And I'm like, damn, like, well, he's kind of pissed at her right now, but this is where we're at. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> oh, fucking Rose. And it just sucks. Cause like she, yeah, like she, she doesn't remember what it's like to be an other. Um, and I think it helped her like become a better person, um, because she's really heavy on the whole, you know, Blake's a thing, and just ugh, ugh. Um, she sucks, but it's fine. Um, I also realized that the whole Blake not feeling fear when he was in the drains is because he was a vestige, and that was supposed to be a hint, like how Rose doesn't have or didn't have bodily sensations that like. Blake doesn't have those anymore and I just want to say that I get it <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna make it my goal to add something to the bingo card like Malia gets it <laughs> Malia gets it Did so, we have we mentioned the uh bingo card I don't remember I don't remember how if we did or not but um someone made us fun. a bingo card basically like with shit that we say commonly on the it was, podcast it was so very it was accurate pretty, I'm like holy shit Malia we made it Someone made a video card. That's all you need. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. uh, yeah. So we already met the tangent one. So check. Mm-hmm. check. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, so so these guys are the the pizza guy and the hat lady are just sort of like you know we're gonna hang around and pretty soon the practitioners are gonna start fighting and then we get to like kill some of them when they get separated and alone and win win. And Blake's like, I mean, you used to be a person like that kind of sucks. And he's like, I wasn't very good at being human when I was alive, so I feel nothing for them. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> um, the whole like, there's enough of them comment or whatever that he made that was both horrifying and you know whatever kind of reminded me of how um of Johannes in terms of like humans are winning. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the other verse is just sort of fucked, but it's fun. It's fun. That's true. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that part? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just that, like, it's fun that the pizza guy came back. I like, I like, almost <laughs> forgot that he was an other. Um, yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Um. So, find Mags. Yay. Um, Yay. So, Mags and Blake um, talk about the situation in Jacob's Bells. Well, it's their respective situations. Um, and they, she ends up taking him to go see Molly. Um, and they're pretty startled because she speaks back. Molly! Um, Mags Holt. So he, he calls Mags Holt, <laughs> which is interesting because she reclaimed, I mean, she reclaimed the name Mags. I don't know if the last name is significant that he uses that to call her, um, the pizza guy. But she shows up. Her goblins are in snowsuits, which is fucking adorable. <laughs> just imagine like (laughs) like 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 toddlers or whatever when they get put in a snowsuit and they're just sort of stiff and their arms are sticking out and they can kind of like waddle like that's what i picture okay i have to ask you this now um because on discord did you see elliot's uh new profile picture no go ahead and take a peek at it (laughs) and i'm gonna see if i can find that ah yes okay Snowsuit, um, pointy nose, beady eyes. Let me find a toque, uh, toque, and a scarf. On. I'm going to send you where that picture comes from. Um, let's just do it on Facebook Messenger because it's easier. Do you see it? Yes. Ah! I understand this reference. So, just for people who are like, what the hell are they doing? It's uh, a lovely fan art picture. I don't know the source, um, but it is of Mags walking down with one of her goblin buds in a snowsuit um, right next to his shop um, window. And Blake's walking alongside in the window, um, holding the hyena. Um, It's a pretty great picture. I would like to mark that the scary birds do have scary eyes. Yes, in the fan art. Um, I don't think it looks like they have googly eyes, but (laughs) they're big white eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is so good. I love this. Cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Um, Don't look at anything else on that. I don't think it linked to the rest of the Discord, but don't look at anything else if it does, because that's the it. It didn't. Okay, perfect. And I won't. Great. Um, but it's fun because yeah, that I mean, it's weird seeing fan art from the chapter that we just read or that we're just talking about. Like that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, do do do. Right. Just to but, give credit to the person, Joseph Swedged. 
I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Um, they were trying to th- saying trying to think about what packed art can be shown to Jenny, which I'm like, you can show me anything, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was for you, Malia. Um, I love it. Yeah. So thank you, Joseph Schwidge. S W E I J D. I mean, yeah, everyone knows I mispronounce shit all the time, so that's fine. All right. Indeed. So, <laughs> indeed. So, uh, yes, back to what we we're just talking about. Blake and Molly, they're talk or well, they do talk, but uh, Mags and Blake talk and they go see Molly and she talks to them, kind of. Yeah. It's it's interesting how little like <clears throat> like the amount of times Blake's like, oh yeah, when you helped me out in Toronto, and she's like, that wasn't fucking me. Like she says it like four times in different ways, and he's always just like, oh, it's weird. Like Wait, she didn't really explain shit. She though. did not explain. So, but he doesn't. I mean, I guess they're having a conversation, and he doesn't really have time to reflect on it. But this is another thing where like she just says it like over and over, um, and she feels bad. And she doesn't want to talk about it, but I don't know. It's just it's really funny. Um, it's, it's interesting too, that he thinks of her as Maggie, um, that like, that's still her name to him, uh, in the same way that like, she can remember Blake. And that's interesting. I wonder if him thinking of her as Maggie will help with anything. Huh. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's kind of like, Hey, can you talk to my friends and tell them who I am? And she's like, no, I can't really be seen helping the Thorburns. I'm supposed to be a neutral party. And I'm like, would that be seen as helping the Thorburns? Like, whatever. Um, <clears throat> apparently, the other people in Jacob's Bell know that Conquest is infecting Rose. Um, she, you know, used her hair in the binding, but it wasn't perfect. And he's like seeping into her or something. Um, and I'm like, it's good people know that, but also this is bad. Yeah. So yeah, conquest still needs to be dealt with, I suppose. Or you know, it's just blah. I thought we were rid of him, and we're not. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the one thing he wants, and she's like, no, can't. But lol. And he's like, well, I have a favor, like another favor, kind of to ask, since you said no to that first one, and um. She's like, I really hate that you're asking me for favors right now. <clears throat> and he's like, well, there's this like mermaid chick and she has green eyes and it'd be cool if someone saved her, <laughs> um, which seems like a pretty chill request. Um, and it made me really happy that he asked someone about this. Yeah. I don't know what her life would be like if she got out of the water and came up here. Um but presumably if people went down and were like, hey, what's up? Do you want whatever? Like, I- I'm not sure what a good scenario would look like. Um, but it's really sweet and would be cool if she was helped out. Do you um, think they'll actually? Or I'll ask you that later. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, they, so they're off to see Molly, which we know and Blake doesn't know. Um, oh, this is a three beat. Cool. Woo! I didn't realize that because I was like, yeah, we've been here twice. Um, so we definitely recognize it. Um yeah. <clears throat> and the first two times Maggie drops the blood and talks to her. Um I think she's also been telling her that she's really sorry, like more often since she said it last time we were here. Um mm-hmm. but then this time 
the the twist is that Molly talks, <laughs> um, which was so exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, and she talks to Blake. Um, yeah, that's fucking wild. It's um, wild. Yeah, so <laughs> I find it funny that Blake was surprised that she talked. I mean, I guess Blake has an interact. So Evan talks, right? But Evan's like a soul. Um, we don't know how much Molly is in Molly. Um, and like, like, no, June would say things, right? I About how cold more, and awful it was. Yeah, but like, if they, like, I don't know why he said like, hi, June. Molly to- yeah, but like, if he said, hi, June, would she say hi? Um, yeah, probably not. But yeah, so I guess I'm not surprised. I'm not sure if Blake is surprised because it's a normal answer or because she spoke. Um, I could see that Maggie is like really surprised, but I was kind of like, Blake, why are you surprised? Like, you didn't know she was here. Like, what? Anyway. Um, but yeah, this is very exciting. And I hope it leads to answers. So yeah, I mean, just to talk like, so yeah, she's been doing this ritual. And Molly's been doing this ritual every day, like three drops of blood, same time, roughly every day, um, talking to her and apologizing, basically. Yeah. So, like, um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did you see this happening? Because she's basically given her, like, power. Or given her, yeah, her subs, you know. Oh, like, maybe she's strong enough now that she's more able to do stuff. Um, I mean, it seems like it's that's really important. But the thing that's different is that Blake is here and talks to her. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't really think it's just, like, this happened to be the day where Molly got strong enough to respond and Blake happens to be here. I think it's more like she responded because Blake talked to her. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts about this or <laughs> anything? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I actually have a non Molly related bold and specific prediction. So I'll talk a little bit more about Molly, I guess. Um, oh, Molly, Molly. You have to well, give some kind of fucking prediction about Molly. She's fucking talking now. This is a Molly. cliffhanger. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just gonna... <laughs> just well, so, so I, I had predicted that Molly isn't real, right? Um, that she... Because Rose said that she was the first... That she was made heir um, the day Grandma Rose died. And I don't know if that's true because... Rose could lie, but also she had reasons to not lie. So, yeah. Um, and so I don't know if Molly is a figment of everyone's imagination, basically, like a constructed thing in a lot of people's memories, just like how Blake was, um, except Molly never existed or something. Um, but they needed some reason as to why Blake just showed up. Um, I guess or I would- something. So if Molly never existed <clears throat> and only existed to Blake, mm-hmm. then how would Rose know about Molly to lie? Um, because Rose was part of um, Rose was around when Blake was being created. Like, like she was in the house for those four months and like, but she doesn't remember any of being the mirror or anything. Right, she doesn't remember being in the mirror. I think because Blake not existing to her anymore, the only way that that made sense was if, like, she had never, like, if just all that had never happened. Like, her just randomly being in a mirror and then randomly being out of it um, 
wouldn't have made sense to her. And so I think that her brain or whatever kind of rewrote that. Okay. Um, But she sort of knew like part of this whole Blake thing that we're making is that Molly, like that I have another cousin named Molly and she's dead. Um, okay. And that might, you know, be like completely <laughs> wrong, but I sort of thought that theory was fun. Um, It would kind of make sense as to why Blake <coughs> or why Molly responds to Blake because Molly would have only existed because of Blake. Um, And okay. Like, Maybe Rose and Paige were just kind of like rivals growing up and like bitches. But if they had had like one other person who was just kind of like chill, they would have all they would have chilled out more. Um, it's yeah, it's not really clear and probably is wrong, but I think it's a fun thought. Yeah, um, that is kind of fun. So okay, so Molly doesn't exist except <laughs> to Blake. So um, and Molly can see this non-existent echo because she remembers Blake. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like, what is this thing that Maggie has like shorn up? Right. Because if Molly didn't ever existed, then like her, like her goblins didn't kill anything. Like nothing died here. It's just this weird mass psychosis memory thing that everyone has. Um, and so maybe Molly was only fear because the only thing that was feeding into Molly was the fact that she had like, you know, she was the heir. She never came out. And then she was like horribly tortured and killed. And so she couldn't say anything because the only thing that Maggie knew about her was she was really afraid and she died. Um, And so Blake appears and has a lot more memories and information about Molly and is here for this ritual. And maybe some of that somehow transfers over into this echo. And like the more I'm saying, like the more I believe it. And also the more I'm like, this is stupid. don't really know where we're going with this but like why would molly talk to the scary boogeyman in the mirror who she presumably doesn't remember because all of his connections were cut um i don't know and maybe it's just like maggie still has or mag still has that memory and connection of blake and that's being fed into molly um okay you know rose could have just like misspoke or it could have just been like a dumb there's just so many i don't know all right well we'll see if we figure that out soon cool (laughs) all right um so um we're at our pale in comparison part and you wrote a note um that we could compare alpi's job of shoring up the universe to something um to boogeyman and stuff okay so like alpi her whole thing is like i have to give people nightmares because the universe demands it and with Blake and the hat lady and stuff, <clears throat> they have to serve the places they came from or they too will be fucked. Like they need to, um, yeah, like, like Alpi's job is to give people nightmares, which helps the universe, whatever. Um, boogeymen and stuff also have a job. And if they don't serve the desires of the places that they're from, then they can get punished. Um, and it's interesting, like, Alpi's so determined, and I wonder if she could be a bit less of a workaholic, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and still not get fucked over or whatever. Um, yeah, it just, the idea of Alpi being like, I have to do this because the universe really reminded me of, like, Blake serving the drains in a way, or, like, the 
hat lady serving the abyss or whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that's kind of interesting. Um, this is kind of random, but I was just what you were talking about with Molly or Molly and Mags and stuff. Molly. I swear for a minute, I thought you were going to be like, say that your prediction was that like all of this shit is just in like Mag Mag's head. She's fucking <laughs> uh, no, but interesting. Uh, all right. So now we're going to make our way to Malia's actual, like, real, legit, bold and specific prediction. Woo! All right, Malia. <clears throat> what you got? Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So my prediction is that Evan will leave Hillsglade House and find Blake. Um, I could maybe see one of the other members of the his friends doing something like that as well. But I think that Evan is gonna try to meet up with and talk with Blake again. All right. And he'll have to sneak out to do it. <laughs> Sweet. Um, or at least sneak away from Rose to do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That'll be interesting. I do have to ask. Okay. Obviously we just left the thing on a cliffhanger for Molly. <clears throat> even if you think like, even if your predictions that she doesn't exist really, like <laughs> I feel like, Something's probably going to happen with this, right? Unless yes. it doesn't. But what do you think is going to happen with this surprising, totally talkative ghost girl? I don't know. I mean, the problem is if she doesn't exist, then she doesn't really have useful information. And I really want her to have useful information. Um, I'm not it, sure how she could play into Blake getting a body or whatever, because like she doesn't have a body either. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I'm not being clear. She just fucking t- spoke. Uh-huh. So, like, I guess I'm like, so you think that the whole issue with this is that she's going to be able to give information, not just the fact that she's apparently just, like, more sentient now. That shit doesn't matter. I mean, it matters insofar that she could be like, hi, this is what happened, and I could be like, thank you! <laughs> okay. I just want to make that clear, so we don't give a fuck about anything else, right? No, so, I care deeply about Molly and her well-being and her prospering and thriving self, and I want her to be happy. But like, yeah, she seems uh more sentient, and okay. and so like, uh, is, is Max just going to be cool with that? Just be like, awesome! I can talk to like the ghosts that isn't real, so I didn't really murder, and like we can be buddies now. We can be BFFs blake you can reconnect with your cousin that didn't exist this is super sweet yeah blake didn't either so it works out okay i just (laughs) want to make that clear i mean i just want i just okay this feels like a thing where you're like oh so blake like it doesn't have anything else to do with the rest of the story stares at me right like this feels like you're trying to like that i'm wrong somehow or you're trying to listen to something but yeah i'm just interested in this i mean she might you might be totally right (laughs) You could be totally right about it. I just, I, I, I thought that your prediction was, I thought you were gonna uh, be going a, di- a little bit of a different way. Uh, other than I mean, just they're like, gonna, information they're gonna talk. Okay. No, I mean, hopefully, okay, so hopefully, like, if she's stable enough or whatever, maybe she can, like, you know, join the squad and she can, like, go, you know, I don't know, help s- stuff or she can, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, you know, it'd be pretty sweet if, like, she joined Blake and decided, like, Fuck this. I want a body too. Yeah. Yeah. They could team bodies up. For bodies for everyone. Bodies for everyone. Let's just all get bodies. What? Okay. Uh, cool. I like it. 
All right. Um, yeah. Maybe she can right. go in the mirror world with Blake and then he won't be like totally alone and they can just like hang out. Can hang out and be like, yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, dang, I forgot to write down all my discussion question answers. So I'm just going to probably read them off. Um, <laughs> okay. Again, I'm sick, so I'm kind of slacking. <clears throat> all right, cool. Thank you for that, William. Um, our last discussion question um, was um, besides Dionysus, um, what other Greek deity would make a good patron for a practitioner and how would that shape your practice? Um, uh, I should make Malia read all these cause I'm going to butcher the hell out of all these names. <laughs> like really? Eh, whatever. I'm just going to, I'm going to try my best guys. I'm going to do my best. And then Malia can correct me and then everyone else can correct me later. And I'm going to change the recording. It is what it is. Just get ready for the mispronunciations of many <laughs> things. All right. Captain Rhino. Um, says Hephaestus 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 yeah. that wasn't that bad okay so they're the smith god of the Olympians um, saying they'd be a great patron for a practitioner who creates magical items um, they mention um, a story of him creating a super fine near invisible net to catch his wife Aphrodite in bed with her lover Ares so he could drag them off to be publicly shamed so he might be especially willing to help create traps and or mm. use items to use in a vengeance plot. Um, mm. There's also an association with fire and um, like volcanoes, looks like, which could be powerful for pyromantic practice. Um, they also go into the Roman equivalent, but I apologize. I'm going to skip it because I said Greek. <laughs> and, Vulcan! Uh, and I got other shit. What was that? Okay, well, you know. Vulcan, right? You do know Vulcan. All right. Well, fuck, <laughs> fine. I guess we'll talk about Vulcan. Um, <laughs> no, his name. We can okay. All right. We're going to move on. But they did say something about a magical phaser, which seems cool. So you guys just Ooh. have to read them. Yeah. Uh, Everscaling says uh, that they can see Aphrodite being very helpful for connection centric practices. Um, mm-hmm. though her patronage would likely lean her practitioners toward connection building rather than breaking, um, less stealth, more outright manipulation. Uh, they mm. also say they see Hades being an invaluable patron for ghosts, spirits, echoes, as one with dominion over the dead may grant some of that to their followers. Um, mm. for a finder, Artemis would probably be very powerful knowing mm. issues to change shape and hunt easier tracking and perhaps some effects on the familiar relationship making it stronger um let's see Uh, you're crushing these pronunciations fuck yeah that means next (laughs) one i'm gonna butcher okay it's apollo that'd be pretty bad if i please tell me that's correct it's fucking apollo so far as i know (laughs) okay fuck um so fleet feathers says apollo um he has several different godly aspects many of them useful to practitioners god of healing and plague uh hmm. healers are always useful um god of prophecy like for augury mm-hmm. god of the sun slash light which is just a good aesthetic mm-hmm. um <laughs> god of music dance and poetry um and also god of male beauty that's pretty damn good yeah, those are pretty solid that's pretty solid fuck yeah okay um they say hermes is a good runner-up though which mm-hmm. uh i feel like with the name fleet feathers if i'm remembering correctly <laughs> That feels like that tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay. The White Duke says they got to put a shout out for Persephone, embodiment of springtime and queen of the underworld. Um, heck yeah. Heck yeah. 
um, half of what may well be the only faithful wedded (laughs) couple in the Pantheon, an all-around badass. Her domains have a really nice balance between vegetation slash fertility and death slash the underworld, turning your enemy's weapons slash armor into sheaves of wheat, then summoning the shades of the dead to destroy them. Has a lovely harmony to it. She's got some (laughs) mystery cults, which is pretty sweet. Um, She's a protector of wives and mothers, which is going to skew her practitioners towards women. And they say, but I hope that won't entirely exclude me. Probably not. Um, But in general, her agenda seems reasonably chill and seems like the worst downside of her service will involve getting caught between worlds. Um, Hmm. Weltonator, sweet name, uh, which uh, has a, what is that called? A tag? I'm like being silly. You know, on Reddit, how it says like, whatever, guys, I'm sick. Um, (laughs) How they your username, you can put a little thing next to it that has like a little description or whatever. Um, Weltonator says, drugs are fantastic, which I like it. Um, I just think that's funny, especially for, I I should read these other like tags here because let's see, Fleet Feathers says, master of the house. Uh, The white dude is glamoured round. Sweet. Nice. Anyway. Drugs are fantastic, Weltonator. Uh, Ares is probably a big favorite for war mages crossing over into divine practices. A lot of the ones in Pale basically treat war as a god they have to serve already. Um, mm. They'll say priests of Apollo and Hermes are like the divine equivalent of dabblers. With Apollo, you get all that good shit, like prophecy, healing disease, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to lie. Apollo sounds pretty rad. Um, that's yep. probably what I would be leaning towards. Um, Hermes as a herald of the gods, a guide of souls, a protection protector of travelers, merchants, and thieves. Um, probably have to steal shit for him and talk way out of consequences. Um, <laughs> Weltonator says, in order to remedy the lack of urine in this week's question, I'd like to no! bring <laughs> of Perseus before he was born, and after his grandfather heard a prophecy that his grandson would overthrow him, Perseus's mother, Danae or Danae? I don't know. D-A-N-A-E. Deny. I don't know. Um, Was locked up with only a tiny window allowing her any access to the outside world. Zeus still managed to get in and have a kid with her. And while he often turned himself and or his lovers into animals as disguises, in this case, he had a more abstract transformation. He entered the prison as a golden shower. What the fuck? (laughs) The exact translation of this is probably debatable, and I've seen it depicted as various things like a sunbeam, a trickle of gold dust, a shower of coins, or just gold water. But, like, the Greeks were freaks, and Zeus was the most (laughs) common logical vessel for that freakiness. And (laughs) um, I think a practitioner who is a priest of Zeus can have all the lightning powers and divine judgment they want, but they must also reflect with this aspect of Zeus. (laughs) Well, it's incredible. I mean, thanks for that, man. (laughs) Fuck. Now I'm going to be like feeling pressure to bring urine into these fucking episodes, um, which I'm going to actually try not to do that. But like, um, that was a love. I mean, not, you can't really say a lovely surprise when it comes to urine, like very often, but that was kind of a, you know, I mean, but that was, that was a good story. So thank you for sharing. Um, and then, uh, RL Raider, uh, whose tag is shaker for, um, the floor is lava, um, says obvious Athena because hashtag Kippo Stan 
but also Aphrodite because she made me feel funny on Hercules, the legendary journeys when I was about eight. All right. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, that doesn't really answer anything about practitionery stuff or magic, but I mean, maybe that's why some practitioners choose things because they're just like, fuck it. Uh, I had a crush on (laughs) so-and-so. Hopefully they're nice in real life. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I do think like, because Kippos is a pretty good reason to choose something. (laughs) Kippos is a good reason. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, All right. I mean, this is a real like, just because we're talking about the pizza guy, unless you have another like question in mind. (laughs) I have a slight alteration. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to just read it as she's typing it. Uh, What's your favorite pizza? And what's the weirdest pizza topping you've ever eaten? That's a good alteration. Um, trying to think weirdest. I don't know if I've had anything too weird. Um, yeah, actually, I, like I don't know if I have either. Like pesto and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, oh man, the best pizza. One of my favorite pizzas. Okay, well, let me start over. The best pizza I've ever had was um, a sausage and mushroom pizza in Rome, mm. and it was fucking amazing. But my favorite kind of pizza in, in general, like. Um, like there's this one I, I used to get in Davis when I used to school, go to school at UC Davis back in the day. I don't remember the pizza place, but it was uh, like a pesto pizza. Um, but it also ha- had like, um, spinach and mushrooms mm. on it and, and pesto. And, um, they like would bake it with like, it was like fresh spinach leaves and they would like, I think like put some olive oil over it or something that they would like put in the oven like that. And so the spinach would get like kind of crispy on the edges. Um, and man, it's fucking delicious. I don't know if I've it had it. It sounds really here. good. It's so good. I tried to order it here at a pizza place. Um, and they just like made me a pizza and then just put like straight up raw spinach on it after it was cooked. No! And I was like, ah. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to ask for, but I just, I was like, fine, I'll eat it anyway. But <laughs> it's like, it's not quite. Um, have you had anything weird? Um, the, I feel like the first thing or like one of the only things I can think of is there's this pizza place on Maui called Flatbread. Fucking love that place. It's really good. Um, and there's a pizza called Mopsies, um, and it has Kahlua pork, which is like salted pulled pork. Um, goat cheese and like mm. a like a jam sort of a thing um so instead good. of like a red sauce and i think describing that it sounds really weird it's like by far one of my favorite pizzas um i don't know if oh i think it also has pineapple on it has what it's it, i think it also has pineapple on it it does it's the, only pine- it's the only pineapple <laughs> pizza that i'll like happily eat because normally i fucking hate pineapple on pizza i love pineapple but yeah, that one it actually works pretty damn well. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say it's yeah. a jam, but it is more of like a sweet or it's a sweeter like it's a sweeter sauce. some something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I can't think of like my favorite like bougie pizza or whatever. But my favorite pizza to order when I'm at home and eat a pizza is I really like Domino's pan pizzas. Um, and we get extra cheese and. Ben likes pepperoni, so we'll usually do that. Um, I I usually like a lot of pizza toppings. Like, um, you know, I like 
more of a combo whatever style pizza but that is more expensive so we tend to just kind of get extra cheese pepperoni um pepperoni is pretty good you know yeah yeah i'm curious to see what like because i mean pepperoni pizza and all that is pretty standard here at least but like if you live in different parts of the world i'm kind of interested to see like if you have different type of pizzas that you like and obviously like pizza we're used to eating the most is american style pizza um Mm -hmm. i think american style pizza and italian style pizza are very different they're both (laughs) valid and both delicious um again that even yeah within the u.s there's like there's different types of chicago and there's detroit and there's new york and blah 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 blah. um (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) one of my favorites to Mm -hmm. shout out um a recommendation in case people are looking for a new pizza flavor is um i used to get from pizza hut we would get um the toppings grilled chicken and green nope green pepper and it's really good um Mm. yeah so that's also sort of a different one i feel like uh that's probably not what i would recommend myself but you know what whatever floats your boat that's probably fine green pepper like bell pepper yeah i mean i've had pizza with chicken and bell pepper on it and it's okay (laughs) i guess but it's nothing. I don't think. Okay, I'm not trying to put down your pizza. I'm sure it's. I'm it's sure yummy. some people think it's really good. Um, it's. I mean, it's all right to me. But hey, you know what? Everybody. Some people would probably listen to my pesto spinach mushroom one and be like, "That sounds vile," um, which means that your taste buds are broken. But you know, you can have an opinion, even if it's a wrong opinion. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've heard of some weird pizza toppings out there. So I definitely would like to hear um, what you guys got. All yes. right. Oh, my other random thing, just because we're, you know, let's keep going with the tangents. Um, I want to tell you, Malia, I had this weird ass mm-hmm. dream that you, you were involved in. Um, it was uh, your wedding um, mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet. And the only thing I remember about it, and I wish I remember what song it was, but like, there was some random 80s song that started playing and the royal family was there, like the British <laughs> royal family was at your wedding, including the Queen of England. And they all stood up and started like, it wasn't like a choreographed dance, but they all just started dancing. And it was like, this was planned. Like it was supposed to be like during this song, they the royal family was supposed to get up and just start dancing, like just at their seat um, for this whole fucking song. <laughs> and then That's just, amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, I just remember seeing the Queen of England dancing and being like, wow, she's pretty spry. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash media. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash you can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 10.3 and 10.4. Woo! 
And then as another reminder, um, our Pale Complexions Fan Art Contest um, submissions are due July 22nd. Theme is Redemption. All while both stories welcome. (laughs) All right. This week's fun fact. Um, I'm sure most of you have had brunch before. Maybe on a Sunday. Maybe not. Um, Sunday brunch was first proposed in 1895 by an author, Guy Beringer, um, and he proposed that we should have brunch in order to help with hangovers from partying too hard on Saturday. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, I don't know if you've ever had brunch when you're hungover before, but it really does fucking help. (laughs) Except for having to, like, get up and get dressed to go out to brunch, but, like, the food and all that, it helps. (laughs) Sure. Like, sleeping in and stuff, maybe, too. Yes. All right. Uh, have a good weekend or end week. It's not the weekend anymore. It's fucking Correct. Monday. It's going to be well, weekend someday again, you know, so, you know, have a good week and eventually a weekend and we'll all just uh, try to survive. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Cool. All right. Bye, bye guys. everyone. Woo.